NRSV translation. So listen for a word from God from Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he went up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, of queen of the Ethiopians in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to the chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep He was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. And his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be only done in your spirit. May we be transformed by your words. Amen. Thomas Shippey is a literary scholar, and he asked the question, what makes a hero? What is it about certain characters in literature that keep us coming back to them? What is it about some characters that we admire so much that hundreds of years after their creation, their inception, their publication, we're still writing stories about them? We're still making movies, making TV shows. What is it? that makes a hero, that captures our imagination. And he, after going through several different character studies throughout different literary stories, he finally notes that, you know, nothing beats a new idea. Nothing has the charm as the completely unexpected. Unless, unless it's something completely unexpected, which people have been waiting for. Unless it's something out in the open that people have been waiting for without even realizing they've been waiting for it. Yet they recognize it when they see it. The example he offers is from the book Lord of the Rings, which I use far too often as an example. So sorry for that. The example he offers is is The Hobbits. You know, the Oxford Dictionary, which the author of The Lord of the Rings helped write, 
describes heroes as one of superhuman strength or ability, one admired for their prowess in battle. Yet nothing can be less true than the heroes of the Lord of the Rings. The heroes are little creatures named hobbits, half the size of a man, the most unlike war creature you can think of, those who would prefer not to have an adventure and would rather stay home, have an extra drink, smoke their pipe, and eat a few extra meals, something we can all relate to. This is the opposite of the archetypal hero. But post-World War II, society didn't want another fighting hero. They wanted a hero they could relate to. Because for all of those who had survived that second great war, both those who fought and those who fought to keep countries alive, families thriving, all were heroes. And so thus, hobbits became a hero. The book of Acts has several characters that I think we would immediately identify as heroes or giants of the faith. You have Peter who's going around preaching to thousands, converting those with his words. He's healing the broken and the sick. He's sick and he is undoubtedly a hero. And then you have Paul, the one with the great redemption arc who persecuted the church and then has this experience, then goes around preaching to the Gentiles, starting churches all around the Mediterranean, writing a third of our New Testament. He's certainly a hero. But I would argue two of the greatest heroes in Acts are Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, and here's why. The book of Acts in chapter 1 starts off with Jesus talking to the disciples. The resurrected Jesus talking to the disciples about what they're supposed to do now. It's right before Jesus ascends into heaven. And while talking to them, Jesus tells them that they are to go to the ends of the earth and proclaim the gospel. That they, are gonna, they should go to the farthest reaches of the earth and be witnesses to the good news of Jesus Christ's resurrection, Jesus Christ's forgiveness, and Jesus Christ's love and the world. And so Acts is going along. We're seeing people being converted. We're seeing the church grow. We're seeing many marvelous things. And then we have this very terse, very quick story. And for the reader in the ancient world, we see the fulfillment of the call in chapter 1 because Ethiopia and the Mediterranean world was seen as the ends of the earth. It was south of Egypt. It was just kind of a wild land or right on the edge of the wild lands. It was the end of civilization. And who is the one that brings the word of God, that brings the gospel to the Ethiopian people? Is it Peter on whom Jesus promised to build his church? Nope. Is it Paul, the great preacher? Nope. Is it Stephen, who we learned about last week, the great orator, a phenomenal man of God? Nope. The vessel in which the word and grace of God is brought to the ends of the earth is sweaty Philip and an Ethiopian eunuch. Philip, who while on a desert road, 
in the wilderness outside of his home in the middle of the day takes off running to catch up with a chariot that passes him. Wheezing, sweating, jogging in his sandals, dust sticking to his face, Philip comes up to the chariot and out of breath like all of us are when we get to the top of the stairs outside of the church, croaks out, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian eunuch at this point has a choice to make. He is the treasure. He is of high society. He can expel this dirty, sweaty guy, or he can provide hospitality and invite him into the chariot with him. He chooses the latter, and a relationship forms, and a spiritual growth blossoms that culminates in the sacrament of baptism. And then the gospel is taken to the royal house of Ethiopia, the end of the earth. The Ethiopian Orthodox Church traces its history back to this very story. And like much of the gospel, when we respond to the call of God, there's no trumpets that come from heaven. There's no confetti that falls from the sky. There's no banner that says, you did it. But there's a relationship that forms. There's a moment of grace. There's a transformation of two people, and there is rejoicing. So what does it take to be a spiritual hero, a hero for the church? How can we help the gospel reach the ends of the earth? In this story, Philip merely responds to the Spirit's call at that moment in his life. The call was a bit ridiculous. First, it was, go away from where you're comfortable. Go to this wilderness road. Next, it was, chase after a chariot. And finally, it was, talk to this person who from the outside is different in every way. In fact, a eunuch would have been a bit of a pariah in the Jewish community at the time. And the eunuch, the eunuch did something I think is even more radical. They asked for help. Perhaps the most terrifying thing in our society, at least for me, is the willingness to say, help me. I need assistance. Come journey alongside me because I don't understand. And because of these two people, because of their vulnerability and because of their willingness to respond to the call of God, the grace of God expands and flows and emerges into the world. It changes the world. The book of Acts is all about the gospel of Jesus Christ turning the world on its head. And where the grace of God is determined to work, it will work through anyone who is willing. Like the eunuch, regardless of gender, regardless of race, of orientation, of social standing, of socioeconomic background, of country, of origin, the grace of God supersedes all barriers and breaks them down. The grace of God is there for anyone who desires to respond to the call and proclaim the good news of forgiveness. We as the church are called to encourage this and not prevent it. To, to encourage the spread of the gospel, the gospel, the good news that God is not your enemy, but God is your loving parent, beckoning you towards redemption, 
helping you to taste transformation, being cleansed by the waters of baptism. The good news that all guilt and pain, all hurt and sin that manifests themselves in our lives and our relationships are healed by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if preaching to thousands, if performing miracles, if getting shipwrecked and beaten seem like unmeasurable, unattainable acts of faith, I have good news for you. But it's also kind of scary. To be a hero of faith is simply to respond to the call of God in your life today. This is something that we must be willing to respond to. Oftentimes that means simply reaching out to someone you normally wouldn't even associate with. Because that is how the love of God, the gospel, and the good news of Jesus Christ reaches the ends of the earth. By you going outside of your circle, outside of whatever bubble that we naturally put ourselves in, to tell others the good news of God. Because it's through you all, it's through us, it's through the church. It happens every day in every relationship that the gospel is spread. And if that still all seems really scary, I have more good news that God doesn't abandon Philip or the Ethiopian eunuch. When they respond to the call, they are covered in the grace of baptism. They are empowered by the Spirit of the Most High, who is there strengthening, who is there guiding, who is there providing refreshing water and the driest of deserts. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.